Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the, the MD Show. Welcome back to the MD Show. I am your host, Bianca Banks. And I'm your host, Jasmine Shannon. Tuesdays are my favorite. I'm ready for some tacos. Happy Tuesday. Oh, I know. I was debating though. I was like, okay, maybe tonight I'm gonna have fish and, and vegetables. And but now that you say that, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have some tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, thank you for listening. Welcome back. So today. We are going to talk about um, Will and Jada, like super interesting. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that, we have to give them the recap on Disney versus Knott's Berry Farm. Well, I didn't know if you want to do that like at the end. No, since- Or should we do that at the beginning? Okay. Yeah, let's just do a quick little, (laughs) since the last episode was about that, let's just recap you guys. We actually tested this whole- theory out and went to Knott's Berry Farm this weekend. And it was a blast. I had a blast. I think my favorite part was the fast passes. So when you get a fast pass at Knott's Berry Farm, it means that you're going to the front within five minutes. You're going to get on the ride right away. So I think that that's definitely a pro for me in comparison to Disneyland because with Disneyland, the fast passes is like a reserve scheduled time within an hour and you still have to wait a little bit of time. So that was definitely a pro for me. You know what? I, okay. Yes, I agree. Yes. I see your point. Um, however, when you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, right? I think a ticket at Disneyland is $114, right? Like one park, one day, $114. And the tickets at Knott's are $54, right? But then the fast pass is $99. So it's really like you're paying $154. So it's actually more than Disneyland, right? Um, but I do feel like you get a chance to get on more rides, um, I think that the nighttime is better. Yeah, I, I think it's another thing is that it's, there's a guarantee that you're going to get on the ride. Like, like yes, you're paying more technically with the Fast Pass than Disneyland at Knotts, but you're guaranteed. That's just that's with the Fast Pass. Disneyland, you're paying you know one seventy or one. Oh, no, no, you're paying one ten, one fifteen now. But that's like there's you can maybe only ride on one two rides. If you don't have the fast pass, because remember right now, Disneyland doesn't have fast passes. So you have to wait. So as I was saying, (laughs) y'all, the nighttime is better, right? Um, It's a great date night. You know, Um, they serve alcohol. um, Throughout the park. Throughout the park, yeah. Beer and wine, you know, we can do this. Um, that was a plus for me. Um, they have this like cute little like park bench area, like, you know, and it has like grass and like, they have like, it's like grass, like 
like like tarp, like fake grass or whatever. I don't know if you call that tarp. Anyway, then they have benches on top and then they have like umbrellas and stuff. So that's like really cool because you could sit and like chill and like you could change your baby as I did. I changed baby Cairo. Um, so like, yeah, you know, doable. But the churros guys were a no-go. Disneyland definitely took first place on that one because those churros felt like they were paper churros that they like blew up put some air in them and they, they just poofed out. It They were so, they were not good. It's very stale. I think a stale was a good word. I don't really know about stale. It just wasn't Disneyland. And, and like they have popcorn. The popcorn was great. I thought the popcorn was great. You don't like the popcorn? A little salty. It was also not hot. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, in general though. Okay. So Dylan though, Dylan loves Disneyland. And after we left, I was like, Dylan, okay, which one do you like better? He said, Knott's. And I was like, why? Like, I can't. And he's like, because, like, the thrill rides. Like, and I feel like for him, he's just like, I can go on more rides that, like, give me adrenaline. And that is what sells me for an amusement park. But Disneyland's still number one for me. So there's a traitor amongst us, obviously. Okay. Because we already know. I mean. It's Disneyland for me, hands down. But I wasn't mad. But the thing is, is that you are going to spend more money. But, you know, you are going to spend more money. And not. You are. Really? Well, yeah, it's $154. Yeah, but. Because, I mean, because I don't, I, I wouldn't encourage anybody that I love and care for to buy the $54 ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to buy the pass. You have to buy the pass. But that's why to me, it, the value is better because also Knockberry Farms food is less. At Disneyland, you're going to spend a, like a lot of money on food. So it's like, it's like, I think next time we need to save, like we need to like tally it up and see at a day at Knott's and a day at Disney, how much money do you really spend? And what is the difference? Well, you know, I do have to say too, and then we're going to wrap it up. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. You know what I mean? And you feel that like energy and you feel it when you're there. It's like, you're just happy, you know? And it's just a whole thing that they do. I'm like, are they brainwashing us? I don't know. But um, Knott's Brain Farm, it's like, it's okay. I mean, I will definitely go back. Um, for me, it's kind of like once every two years, I guess I'll do it. Um, it would be a great date night. So, um, I would highly recommend that for you couples out there. Um, yes. And that's all I have to say. Yes. I've got to <laughs> recap on that. You guys go check out Knott's and Disney and let us know what you think too. So let's get into this Will and Jada stuff. What's going on with this? All right. So I have, I have some things to share, but let me just, let me just start with what it is. So basically, Will, we love Will, right? I mean, kind of. Like, I definitely feel like I'm more drawn to Will than I am Jada. Like, I feel like she, it's just something about her that's like, I don't know. It's just like, I can't, I don't really have a connection with her. You know what I mean? And I think that's because I feel like... um I just, I don't, I don't believe her. I just feel like everything she says, it's like, you know, but who are you really? You know what I mean? It's like, mm, you know, but Will, I feel like, um, 
And I don't know. I think I think I really started paying attention to him and liking him more when I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion. I liked that he was um, really, really um, accountable for his actions as far as you know, as a person, and and he was on this journey, um, and you could like see him going through it, you know what I mean? And and really like trying to um, humble himself and get into like how other people felt and what he had done to other people and, and kind of like, you know, it's just like this thing he's been going through. So basically um, he just wrote this book, it's called Will, and it's his first book. And it's funny because on his Instagram page, his, his bio is just says, um, I wrote a book <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. Um, and so basically he sits down, it's on Apple TV plus, cause you know, there's a plus to all these platforms now y'all, you know, and he talks to Oprah. She, of course she has a new show on Apple TV plus called conversations with Oprah because I love her. You know, I literally want to embody her. Yeah, and the little post that they did on Instagram was so cute from like years ago to now. Like it was like it was like um what's that one trend that um how it was and how it's going or something. Um so there was a slider post on Instagram of them from like I don't even know when, like maybe like in the 90s and then and then another po- post of them now. So it was really cool. So what happened in the conversation, ma? You want to know. So basically, um, Jada and Will, like he talks about like his life and their relationship and their journey and his childhood. And, you know, it's, it's just like we've never heard him discuss that before, you know. And so he talks about um, his first marriage. He talks about um, that basically like. Cherie, I think that's how we say her name, right? Cherie Zimbrano, Zimbrano. She's such a nice lady too. Um, But he talks about that she felt like she was like the placeholder wife. Like she was like the wife that like, you know, like, okay, like probably had pressure of like, okay, I want to be married. Um, This is my wife. But like, she always felt like, hey, well, like, look at me or like, do you know, we're like, like, remember that I'm here type of thing, you know? And, um, you know, of course, ultimately they, they have a, a son, but they got divorced and then he met Jada. And so he talks about like how, like for the first four months of their relationship, they were just like drinking so, so much and just having sex continuously for four months. He was like, we were having sex like five times a day. You know what I mean? And just drinking. And it's like, you can do that. You know, it's like, if you don't have any responsibilities and you, you know, and you're obviously um, have access to money and wealth and things like that. It's like, you know, it's like, it's fun. It's like, oh, hey, let's kick it, you know? And so he talks about that journey. And it was funny because he says that like, either I was going to die trying to please her because he's like, I'm gonna have a heart attack because we having so much sex or, you know, I'm going to conquer this. And so just, you know, they got married, of course, after, uh, I think like after the four months and then their life starts, um, as a couple and they've been now together, they're going on their 27th year of marriage. Um, 
yeah. My, I, was it, was it, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was a lot to take in, huh? It was a lot because he really um, talks about, quote, um, and I have some really like some great stuff to read, too, from our, our friend Dewan, who I just love and appreciate. Um, but Will says to Oprah that um, that they are on Will and Jada. He's like, he's like, you know, everybody wants to know what Will and Jada are doing. And he's like, Will and Jada ain't doing much of nothing right now. He's like, he's like, you know, like they want to know if I'm over here or if she's over there. Um, but he says that, quote, we are on a spiritual journey to chase the poisons and the unloving parts of our hearts. Um, and we're doing it together in life, no matter what. Um, and the goal that they want to achieve is not a sexual one, you know, and then they show this clip of Jada and him, um, at like during one of the red table discussions and they high five each other. And she says, bad marriage for life. Right. And they high five each other. And so like, they're committed to like this process. It's quite interesting so you're saying they're committed to living their marriage, not exclusively, and figuring out what what things they may go through through the things that are going against their marriage and why they are going through. Like I don't understand. Like I'm 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 speechless. So, okay. So basically, um, yes, 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 yes. And he he says that like. I mean, it it was really it was really enjoyable, actually. Um, he says that he has a, a like a greater sense of perspective um, because of his mistakes, and he, he, it's just so deep, y'all. Um, yeah. So, with when we come back, we'll talk about these perspective perspectives on mistakes. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to bet, I wouldn't have did all that. I would have played it just how you wanted to play it. You didn't yet see my worth, so you try to play me. Like I don't got that designer 
see is your credit card Swipe it all for me, give me what I want I don't need to just see, see me, just be, be me Just dead when I call, no more feelings involved I done seen all I need to Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners. M&D show, uh, mother and daughter, of course. We are talking about Will Smith and his new book entitled Will. It must read. Um, and his perspective on his perspectives on mistakes in his life and how basically, you know, Will has had to reflect and, and upon his reflection He's learned so much from his mistakes, right? And I, I can attest to that 100%. Like, you know, now in this point in my life, I look back at many circumstances that have had the ability to change the trajectory of my life. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm learning from that. I've learned from that. Maybe I could have done this different. Maybe I could have done that different. Or if I did this, then this wouldn't have happened and so forth. And I think that it's really important to um, emphasize that, you know, there's growth and um, a new sense of appreciation from your mistakes. And I really wouldn't even say that they're mistakes. It's just like what life has, you know, the journey, the journey of life, I guess, you know. Um, Yeah. So we're talking about perspectives and mistakes and how you learn from them and how you can take those things and hopefully um, embody different experiences and better outcomes as you move forward in life. But one of the most interesting things that Oprah asked was, um, does this journey that you all have, does that mean that you can have different sexual partners? You know, because we've all heard about that, right? The Will and Jada thing. And he says, the answer is, you know, we talk about everything. I think difficulty um, and all difficulties that people in relationships have is discussing that, you know, that you can have these different people. And he says that we don't think of people in terms of sex, you know? So to me, I felt like that meant yeah, they be getting it on. <laughs> and we obviously know that they get it on because Jada admits to this, you know, affair with August Alcina, of course. Um, and I just think it's really interesting. I, I feel like it's really, it's a really interesting t- dynamic to see where Will has transformed, like where he's transcended to. And I think that he's a lot more transparent than Jada. I feel like Jada still is like, I don't, I really, again, like, I don't really have a feeling for her. It's like, 
you always feel like there's something more than what it is. And, you know, I mean, I think Jada, it's like, I think she's, um, you know, a Scientologist. I think that she's, you know, involved with different sexual partners, male and female and whatever falls in between. Um, I think will probably too, but I feel like he's really in a place where he can just be a little bit more. I don't, I feel like he's not really trying to like please people anymore. I think he's just grounded in who he is and he's sharing that through this new book. So from what it sounds like you're saying, Will pretty much said that, you know, if he has a connection with someone and that leads to to intimacy, then that's what it leads to. But it's like they're able to spend time with whoever, however they want. Well, that's actually an interesting statement because he doesn't really say that. He says that like that no woman can ever like make him happy or he can't he's not looking for like a perfect woman and that Jada is not looking for a perfect man. And that basically like we all come into relationships and situations like with cups and you're looking for somebody to like fill your cup, you know, but he was like, but really at the end of the day, there's a hole in the cup. And so you're depositing like all this crazy energy and like, you know, all of these things and, you know, you're pouring like your, I guess you're supposed to be like your best into it and you're giving and you're giving until you're depleted. And he's like, and then at the end of the day, there's a hole in the cup. So he's like, really you're doing it for nothing because the only person that can make you happy is yourself, which I agree with. You know, I don't, yeah. Like I don't feel like, you know, happiness like, you know, it's like you're in a relationship with somebody or whatever. And you're like, this makes me happy. And the relationship could be with whoever. It could be with your your children, your circumstances, your house, your lack of circumstances, you know, whatever. Um, but it's like, if you're not happy internally, then you can't be a complete whole individual. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I think that it's a really interesting analogy that I use the hole in the cup, cup thing as a reference because I never thought of it that way. Um, but I also think that our cup is always full, especially if God is in your life. So like, that's also another interesting, um, analogy. Cause I feel like you see that he, they're just different. And then you also see that like their explanation of like relationships and like what they're doing isn't just black and white. It's not just like, Oh, we're in an open relationship and we're swingers. It's like, no, this is how we look at relationships with as a unit, which is whatever makes you happy. That's up to you to figure out. So it's like, I guess like they take the situations where like, well, why did you feel the need to have this affair with August? What, was the reason and like they they dissect it differently rather than it just being like I can't believe you cheated on me like you know what I'm saying like it's I think it's like way deeper with them yeah I mean obviously because that's what he says but he also he, he also says and you made a great point too about like religion and God and he talks about that and so he was like 
you know, I have this journey of like finding myself spiritually. And so I wonder to myself if like that was the journey of like the Scientology stuff. Um, because he, he doesn't talk about that, but he talks about like the, um, like the DMT, which is like the same thing that Mike Tyson, well, Mike Tyson does it all the time. Like, and he has a great show too, but he does this thing. It's like, um, it's like this psychedelic extract from like the toad and he has like a shaman. And so basically like what you're, it's what you're supposed to do is like, think about all of the things that you're like terrified of or think about like all the things that like you don't want to face and like, you know, maybe like really traumatic events and things like that, like from your childhood and so forth that you kind of like subconsciously like lock away. He was like, you think about all that before you do the toad and then as you go into it, all of you, you face all of those experiences. And he really intimately discusses that one once before he did it, that he was talking about or thinking about his relationship with Jada and like, what are they doing? And like, what's the purpose of it? And he says that when he was having the experience um, Jada was like the soil and he was like the seed. And then God placed the seed into the soil and this huge tree grew. And then on the tree, it was like all these different fruits started blooming. And he was like, that was indicative of my relationship. You know what I mean? Like, this is how we're connected, like the seed and the soil and the growth and like, wow. Yeah. And so like, he was like, you know, I had some, and you know, of course the experience is like eight hours or nine hours, you know, at a time. Oof. So it really like changes your life and you know, you're never the same, you know, you're never the same after it. You know what I mean? But this is what they say. This is why like, you know, and he was like, you probably should put like a disclaimer, like at the beginning of this show, like don't do this, like, unless you have like there's like doctors that specialize in it or whatever. Wow. Um, but Mike Tyson always discusses it. And, and, and then too, like at any time, at any point of your life after that, you can kind of have like, even like during the day, just like a relapse type episode, like, you know, like you just forever. Wow. Yeah. So they explain it, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, dying. I mean, it's like dying. And then you like, yeah. So wow. he talks about that. Yeah. And, and, and he talks about that. What was Oprah's that, reaction to this? Well, I mean, it was kind of funny because he was like getting ready to get really deep into it and stuff. And then she's like asking him like a hundred thousand questions. And I'm like, just let him talk. Like, right. just let him get through what he needs to get through because he was really, you know, emotional and, and like super moved. But he says that then, and then, so he did that, you know, and then he talks about religion and God. And he said, it's funny because there's three types of people on earth. There's a person that dismisses God altogether. And then there's a person that holds on to the faith. Like, like they're spiritual and they know, you know, like, you know, 
what they know, like, okay, I'm a person of faith and so forth. And, okay. and I think there's that a, like, a, that's how, yeah, I think like that, I would categorize myself as that. And then the, he said, there's a person that has experienced revelation. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? And he was talking about his grandmother in that sense and that she was like that person that has like directly received like a message from God. You know what I mean? And like, you know what you're supposed to do and so forth. And he said, that's the, the position that he's in. And he knows like why he's here and that he, you know, he's received this message. And, and wow. he, yeah, like I was like, okay, that's deep. am I, am I in love with this man right now? Like maybe he should leave Jada. You know what y'all? <laughs> So I went ahead and followed him on Instagram to see what happens, you know. Mommy, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, it's like, obviously, like, it kind of brings beauty and kind of to the situation. Because I think there's always been, you know, obviously the negative side of it. And now that there's like this, like, very, like, spiritual explanation from Will, it kind of makes you just like, people are going to be who they're going to be. You're either going to respect them as that or you're not. And that's just what it is. Um, more about Will and Jada when we return. Welcome back again to the MV show. You are listening to your favorite mother and daughter team. Um, today we are talking about Will and his new um, tell-all book and his relationship with Jada. Um, yeah. So it was interesting because one of the things that he said, which really, really stood out for me and which also made me feel like 
um, they probably live like on separate sides of the house, which I have heard before, um, is he says that if he says one sentence to Jada, then it's like a four hour conversation. <laughs> like one thing will like propel them into like sitting down and having these really, really deep conversations, right? And I really felt like that made me um, think about anybody in my life that I have that with. And I like I do, like I have like one of my really closest friends, um, his name is Dewan and he's like um, a faithful listener. And he's one of my closest friends, like I said. And so we kind of like talked about this yesterday. And he was like, you know, I really, really love like what Will and Jada are doing. And I love where they're going because they're saying that like they're open to, you know, relationships and aspects and, and like what that really means and exploring really being married to the commitment. And I asked him if he could like send me over some notes, you know, and, and also too, like, I feel like this about him. I feel like about my friend, Joan, like we can just sit and talk about something. Or if I say something to him, it will like automatically trigger a conversation that lasts for hours. And, and this is just like how we naturally are. So, um, yeah, like I would like to share like what he said, but he says that he's rambling, but he's not. It's like really, really cool. It totally makes sense. But he says that like we've all been fed this idea of what a relationship looks like or what the standard is when reality of relationship between between two individuals is what they make it to be. Before social media, our lives were more private and we made assumptions about what true love stories look like. But every relationship experiences things behind the scenes that aren't so great in the public eye. We are guilty of creating the stories we want to see and believe in stories in the Hollywood world, PR world. And we keep to the ears and streets and designs and what we and what the audience wants to hear. And it drives the stories that feed the narrative. And I, you know, totally agree with that because, you know, I've often said that, like, I think it's like impossible to feel like this, like that there's one person for someone and like, and it's like impossible to not want to desire another person ever again. You know what I mean? And I think that true love and true friendship comes from like really exploring those things that like you don't want to talk about or that are hurtful to you or that you feel like will be hurtful to someone else, you know? And I think like even you, Jasmine, like one thing I really like about your relationship is that like you guys go there, you know what I mean? Like you have the uncomfortable conversations, like you, you know, shared with him about your past relationship and like you were able to be honest about how different things hurt you, you know, and, and cry to him about it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I love that. You know, it's like, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like where you're kind of like scripting yourself in the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can't go there. Oh, I can't do this. You know, like even me, like I'm guilty of like in my relationships, like 
I'll like turn off all my notifications or like disconnect the Bluetooth from my car. Cause it's like, I don't want people to see who's calling me. I don't want people to see who's texting me, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it shouldn't be like that. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, I agree. I think like, just like you and I, you and I, me and your relationship, mom, um, we have difficult conversations that maybe a lot of mother and daughters don't have, or like we have deep conversations and, we dive into things that like a lot of mother and daughters, I think like, so like going back to what you're saying, it goes across the board with, you know, what a good relationship is and being able to like dive into the things that like a norm, you know, what the standard or what the stereotype of like a relationship is supposed to be. Like when you start to dive into those things, it makes it so much deeper. Yeah. And I think like, this is what he's saying, you know what I mean? And, and he says that like, Demanding will, he says that demanding that another person fill your cup is the beginning of like the cup shattering. You know what I mean? Because he's like, that's impossible. Like, you know, like people and individuals are on their own individual journey. And you have to come one, you know, this was really, really interesting. He says that, um, he says that, you know, people get married and then they are unhappy and they start to, you know, the process of separation and divorce and so forth. And you're in your mind, you're thinking like, I'm doing this because I'm going to find somebody else that's going to make me happy. And he said, and when you do that, you allow yourself to, to not face the fears inside of your own self. You know what I mean? Because he's like, you really got to go there. Now for me, that wasn't the case. So like, you know, there's just some, there, there's just some shit you just can't do. You feel me? Or like both parties have to be vulnerable in that space. Like it can't just be one-sided. So a lot of times if one person may be able to go there, but the other person doesn't want to face those things. Right. But I'm saying that like, if you're leaving, like I'm saying, don't think that you can't leave a situation because it's causing you, like if there's, if you're in a situation for the listeners and it's causing you like mental anguish or you're in danger or your environment is in danger or you're married to a drug addict, not saying anything, just, you know, giving examples like then I think that you have the, you know, definitely the ability to be safe and to leave. I think more of what he's saying is that, you know, like don't say in a, in a situation where you're experiencing domestic violence and things like that. I think what he's saying is that if you're with someone and like the flame fizzles out and you're, faced with this, like, I can't stand you. And I know that like this other person will make me happy. He's saying that you're, you're still skipping the issue because you're not working on yourself. And when you do that, and when you leave to go to another situation, you're skipping the process of doing the work. You know what I'm saying? And of healing. Yeah, exactly. I think healing is super important. You can't be successful in the next relationship if you're just going to run away. So then my friend Dewan, he goes on to say that basically like Will and Jada, like they have these hashtag goals and um, it's not that like they were lying about the definition of their marriage for going on 27 years. 
Um, it's that they're making and had made a conscious decision to work on it. I, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I don't I don't know if it's I mean, a lie, so to speak. I just think that like they probably felt like whatever was happening within their relationship that, you know, it's like I don't have to explain myself to anybody, which they don't, of course. You know what I mean? They're obviously allowed to have privacy and to work on things and to do it in their in their own way, certainly. But I do appreciate that, like, Will is sharing these tools and these nuggets because I think that it would help a lot of people, you know. And I, I think that, like, we often, um, because we're, like, you know, we we make these celebrities, like, godlike, you know what I mean? It's like you feel like you would look up to them more because, you know. No, and I think it, you hit on a good point. There's so many people that, like, think like them that don't know how to deal with that. You know, like they don't know how to verbalize it and they feel like they're going to be judged if they say like, you know, that they they the same type of things that they're saying. So I think it's cool that, you know, he's pretty much touching base on something that like most of the industry people do anyway. Hey, it's OK. You know, you just have to be communicative and talk to your partner. So then Dewan goes on to say that um, relationships are a choice and marriage is a choice whether it's traditional or non-traditional, when you make a choice, you are making a commitment through it all. Um, and that you are making a, a commitment. And then through it all, they also suffered um, self-identity issues. They've suffered um, their children. Because I think both of them now, like they want to be emancipated. You know, like they, t I think both of them were emancipated. Um, they wanted to emancipate from the parents, you know, that's you know, and um, that there were you know some mental health issues that they had to address, um, and so to conclude, Dewan says that um, basically like social media, the the platform of social media, and the access that people now have into your lives. You know what I mean? Um, has kind of forced them to be more public uh, about their relationship and about their secrets and about, you know, things that are, you know, that they hold very close to them. And um, I think that he was saying that because I was saying, you know, I don't really believe it. Like I was telling him yesterday, I was like, you know, it's all good and stuff, but like, I really, I don't know. I just can't let like that fact that like they're Scientologists, like I can't let that go. Cause that's like, I don't know. Like I, I'm, that's scary to me. That's scary. Yeah. I don't know. Cause that, but you know, I guess that, that, that when he talks about diving through the journey and figuring it out, I mean, I don't know if that's the way to do it. <laughs> he's so funny. I'm just reading what he's saying into in, in conclusion. But he, he, he basically says that, like, we, we all want to see and we want people to show us their lives through, like, social media platforms and through Instagram and things like that. And it, it is true. It is true that, you know, we're so interested in, in, you know, like, even, like, Christmas and holidays and stuff. It's like people put all their, like, stuff on social media and, like, the you know, their, their pajamas for that morning and opening gifts and I have a spoon in the kitchen and what I'm having on my plate and what I'm eating. And, you know, and it's like, that's like the good stuff. 
You know what I mean? But we want to see the other stuff. You know, we want to see the stuff that like the real shit that people go through, you know, and, and he's, he basically, he says that like, that he is committed, you know, to the journey and that he, he's really now able to, um, to kind of open up and, and to dedicate the rest of his journey towards, towards that experience. So we'll be right back after this. Take all the time it takes to get ready You know them angles on you, say come get me I'm on your line, pickle Send me that snap picture How you do it, girl, you know you fucking up the mirror Take all the time it takes to get ready You know them angles on you, say come get me I'm on your line, pickle Send me that snap picture How you do it, girl, you know you fucking up the mirror You ain't on your shit Wanna run, no slow down, no Benny on your jeans and that ass on Wakanda Ooh, it's like, we ain't gotta keep no secrets I ain't tryna play no defense Don't be nervous, you be on my mind like, ooh Let the stars in this wraith light you up We should be making passion in love Only you, you can tell me what to do So I'ma fall back, no rush Take all the time it takes to keep between tacos and fish. Let's make tamale pie. Mm-mm-mm. Um, sure, if you can come over and do that, I'd be ever so grateful and I will receive it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, I got a busy day today, y'all. Guess what? My son is getting vaccinated today. I'm so excited. And He's excited too. He's like, what time? What are we going to do? What are we? And I'm like, and he keeps asking me like, 
are we going to go here? Are we going to, I'm like, you already know where we're going to go. Cause you already asked me that a hundred times. Why do you want to keep hearing me say the same answer over and over again? So I'm, I, I, you know, I'm nervous about the kiddos getting the vaccine. I'm scared. Really? It's going to be so much fun. And I'm really excited. And now I feel like, you know, it's been tough for the little people. Like we don't think about that. Like, he just, I think just last week, the school sent an email and they were able to like, just now, like take off their mask outside. But like this whole time, you know, it's like, you got to think about the, you know, they, they're at school for like six and a half, seven hours a day. And like, they have to wear their mask all day. And, you know, and he, he told me it was kind of sad. He's like, oh, mom, it's like so much better now because like we play, you know, for recess and lunch and like, I can actually breathe now. And I was like, yeah, like that's tough, you know? So um, I, I, I'm excited. I, I feel like um, a couple of his friends have actually been vaccinated and they're also 10 years old and like they didn't have any side effects, you know, nothing happened. So I, I'm really excited and I, I just want him to have like that extra layer of protection um, as we travel for the remainder of this year. So I'm excited. But even like even wearing the mask, like when you're active is super tough. So I'm glad like the outdoor life is a little better because it is hard to breathe in those masks. But you know what? I will say this, like, I'm so used to it now. Like even when we went to Knott's the other day, like I wore it the whole time. I don't know if you noticed that. Like I had my mask up and then I had my sunglasses like over the mask. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to let all this sexiness out. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, but yeah, like I just don't feel comfortable I don't think like with like thousands and thousands of people yet you know what I mean like and you know so I think it's cool and I think it's cool too like when you see other people um that are outdoors kind of practicing the same safety protocols so it's like oh I don't feel alone you know what I'm saying but back to Mr. Will Smith um yeah, like I just really, really enjoyed this conversation. So what uh, what else did he have to say about like Jada's perspective and kind of like how like where they are where they're at now? Well, I mean, he said that they that they basically are committed to um again, like they did like the high five and they're like bad marriage for life. Like I wouldn't have wanted to do this journey with anyone else and like I accept you as my partner on this journey and they're like best friends, you know what I'm saying? But I think that, you know, at the very end, like he tells Oprah that like, he's like, I'm just trying to um, like figure this, figure this shit out. Basically, he says, you know, and then Oprah says, have you figured it out? And he was like, no, <laughs> that's part of the journey. You know what I mean? And I think they have. If, if it's true, you know, I think they have a great foundation and a great start because it's really that notion of like, you really do want the person to be themselves, you know, it, and like, I, I can, I can apply that to our relationship. Like, um, like I did this interview yesterday and the lady was saying, um, I don't know if you heard that interview question, she was saying she asked me um, what was like the dynamic of our relationship and how can I apply it 
like in my life, you know, and I, and I just explained to her that like, I never wanted, like as a parent, I never wanted for you to be someone that I want you to be like, you know how like as parents, it's like, you're like, Oh, like I want my kids to be this. And I want my kids to be that. And I mean, yes, of course you want them to be like successful individuals or, you know, uh, at least be able to be compliant, you know, uh, an uh, in, in individual that's positive in society and, and, you know, things like that. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, like, what I want is for my children to have great hearts. You know what I mean? And never want to, like, build a child in a sense. Like, it's like, if you want to do that, you just build a build a bear, you know? But I want to... <laughs> Not build a bear. You go to build a child, build a bear. But I wanted, you know, for you to be able to be yourself, to to have your own sense of self, to have your own expressions, and we we you certainly do have that, so that's a good thing. Um, but it's my job as a parent to like guide you through the process of decisions. You know, like even now, you know, you're obviously grown and, you know, I am too. But I say maybe like you'll say something and I'll say, mm, if I were you, I probably wouldn't do that. I would probably do this. And I just end it right there, you know, and I allow you to kind of like that's like planting a seed, I think, for you to kind of think about what I'm saying without saying without being so reprimand, you know, so critical or reprimanding you, you know what I mean? And I think that like as parents, sometimes like we forget to do those things. And and like, certainly for myself, like growing up in, in my structure that I did, it was like, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to be. This is, this is how you're going to think. You can't think like this because people that think like this or like this, or, you know what I mean? And it's like, just give me a second, you know what I mean? To like kind of navigate and figure out what I want to do and what makes me happy on my own, you know? And so I think that Will kind of like have that same similar structure. Something that he said that really struck me was that his father was his, you know, his greatest influence in his life, but also it was the hardest, um, the hardest relationship, you know, and I have, and I have that same experience, you know, with my dad, like, you know, I love him. I honor him. Like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be who I am. But damn it, going through the shit was like hard. You know what I mean? And now, like as a as an individual, like I, I can I can take the goodness from the lessons and and you know, and then you have to forgive too and release a lot of like you know the the trauma, you know, or turn the trauma into life lessons and know that moving forward, like this is how I can improve as a parent or improve as an individual. You know, what's interesting about this is that, you know, Will and Jada are approaching their relationship as human and human, not title and title. And I think that like how they are conducting their relationship is beneficial to not to all relationships, whether you're lovers, whether you're, you know, family, whether you're, you know, friends, you know, et cetera, I think he, they're, they're, they're showcasing tools of like, Hey, like 
why don't we look at it from this perspective and just be treated as humans rather than like the expectation of society, you know? So I think it's interesting because I think that approaching all relationships that way could, could be less stressful as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I literally, I can't wait to like sit down and like read this book. It's probably something that I dedicate my, my weekend to, um, upcoming, but, and it's also too, it's like, it's cool because this is like, it's cold, it's mm-hmm. cuffing season, let's, let's snuggle and read a book and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be really interesting. But yeah, like I really enjoyed um, listening to him. I enjoyed experiencing him. I enjoyed connecting with him. And so you guys definitely check it out. Apple TV plus a conversation with Oprah and Will. It's funny because I'm like, you know, it's like you pay. Okay, so like you pay for regular cable. You know what I mean? And then it's like, then you get like all these streaming platforms. So you got to pay for that. Then it's like on top of that, now they have like in the platforms, it's like all these like puzzle, 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 puzzle. Right. Like you HBO know, Max, HBO. I'm like, why can't it just be one thing? Like, I don't understand. And it, and, and now, yeah, it's like Disney Plus and, and Plus and, you know, then a Plus Plus Minus. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We just gotta give all our money to these networks, y'all. Right, and then and then it probably ends up being more than what we pay for cable. Yeah, but you know what? The one thing is, I will say this, and I will conclude on this. Like, I have Direct TV, and so through Direct TV, it's like you you have like all of everything. So, like, if I go to any platform, I can sign in through my provider, and then I I don't end oh. up paying for yeah, like I don't pay for. The only thing I do pay for is is um, Netflix because obviously, right? Um, they're not on. You know what I mean. But everything else, like yeah, I don't have to pay for for anything else. So, def- it's definitely not taking any money away from y'all's Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm anyway, I'm excited for Christmas gumbo. Y'all get ready for yeah. the for the, uh, for the gumbo gumbo stories. <laughs> I think we need to test batch that. But thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm your host, Bianca Banks. And I am your host, Jasmine Shannon. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, at the MND Show. I am Jazz Nation, and my mom is It's Bianca Banks. See you next week. Yay.